0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? (laughs) All Things Revolution from a UK Perspective Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 2 of the AnyRevs UK show All Things Revolution from a UK Perspective And welcome back to today's episode So I just want to start off by saying I apologies for the, the, the audio quality Just in general, because I know it's not the best But it's it's what we want to work with I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit strapped for time if we say at the moment And um, it's... Uh, I'm basically all I'm gonna be able to do is 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 get this gonna be bite-sized episodes from now up until the start of the season I imagine. But I'd want to start getting more content in there. So I'm actually doing this as I'm as I'm driving home from from work. Um so hopefully all will be good on the road ahead of me. So I apologize for any background noises or anything that you do here but we i want to start at the top of the order really here today we're going to talk about obviously a preseason and then my theories on what I think formationally will rock on game day one against Cincinnati but i want to start by just addressing something that's um that's kind of annoyed me but also you know bought something good out of something that could have been quite bad i suppose in a way and that's i just want to give a massive shout out to all of the independent uh revs writers bloggers podcasters out there all the the independent people on the media scene that contribute to the revolution um just for the love of it really because i I don't know i suppose that's weird because i'm i suppose part of that networking but it's you know the people over at the well the formerly the bent musket um it was obviously not Nice news to see that, you know, Vox and the SB Nation thing were, were, were not funding the SB Nation sites anymore. So, um, but all I can say is I, I, I just want to thank the guys over at the Blazing Musket just for continuing their great work. Um, I've just up my pledge to them on their subscription thing. I wasn't on a free one, but today's payday. So um, I've just gone over to the, um, and pledged uh, obviously my subscription over there. Uh, to obviously help support their website for them because i think they do some absolutely fantastic work and i think even more so now than ever that we that we need people like them because they're the people who somehow get information out from their sources um that the club just for whatever reason can't or, or won't divulge and i understand obviously reasons behind certain things and and why they can't but um but yeah, I just want to thank obviously Seth and Sam and all of the team over at the blazing musket for their amazing support and and if you can't contribute in the fact that you can't do a subscription based uh, payment for them obviously they have still got some of their t-shirts on sale. I'm just about to order mine once I've finished wrapping up this podcast here um, so yeah I just, I just want to go and show the love for as many obviously there's um, obviously loads of uh, you know a of, of amazing people out there that kind of contribute to this network. Um, we've got Andy over at Revolution Nation as well. Uh, we've got the guys over at, at Revolution Recap. Um, you know, we've got um, obviously Tanner joining over over there now as well. Uh, Tanner has his own con- content. We have obviously um, the people over at the Revolution Confidential. I believe their podcast is called. Um, there's Tommy. Um, you know, there's, there's just so so many people out there that, that, that contribute. Obviously, even Rev's Real Talk. And um, we Golden Hand and. Uh, and skip every now and again uh, you know there's just so many people out there that and, and uh, that put content out there um Caleb another one I've seen the, the uh, militia like it's it's just this it's really good to see that people are still pumping out content and I want to kind of contribute more than a than I have done so that's the reason for today's episode um so that little kind of section out of the way we're going to be looking over at pre and and I can kind not of obviously I can't really talk about much because there was a, a 2-2 draw and a 2-0 loss. Again, we don't really look at results. It's more about the how players are kind of linking together or players that have just come into the squad or joined us from the either, you know, transfers or drafts. How they're kind of integrating with the squad and seeing if they're linking up, if they're understanding of what the, the coaching team want from them, and they understand their professional, you know, sense in terms of the attacking and defensive transitions. That's the kind of stuff that we kind of want to see from a preseason. And I get obviously the idea that they they can't stream every single preseason game because you know there's there's um, there's probably try list that they don't want people to know about, and I understand that. But I from an outside looking in perspective here, why don't they get someone like Seth over at the the Blazing Musket to sign an NDA or a reporter that can attend the match, sign an NDA that they will not release or divulge information in their report, that they will just name them as a try list, or, or whatever else that they n- might not be able to do, just so we get, because my favourite thing about doing, well football in general actually, is, is analysing the game, and to get somebody along to them games to actually analyse it, so they can just feedback a little bit on what formation that the Revs are rocking, You know what we can kind of think, expect to see come game day one, And I know that maybe in a few more preseason games, time we might start seeing more information. And obviously, the Philadelphia one was a little bit better because we had some kind of not play-by-play, but we had a bit of text coming from the social media team. And I don't really want to start blaming people, and I don't want to start putting pressure on people because I understand that obviously, you know, Willie and his team—they've—they've got rules that they can't. It's not like it's not up to them as well. It's not. I'm sure if Willie had the opportunity to stream the whole thing on instagram and, and twitter that he would love to do that because i imagine the engagement on them would be really really high um but yeah it's just it's just annoying from a, a fan's perspective because we kind of want to know what what you know how people are doing and we've seen snippets but it's, it's come from other people it's come from other sources it's come from people like seth out going out there and and digging for information and caleb and, and you know people are my favorite thing actually that happened is the um so uh, I, I don't know if people. I'm sure they have seen Jeff Lemo's tweet now about, but uh, on the report write-up, I think Jeff wrote something like that. Uh, Jose Altidore had a shot that went narrowly right, wide against Philadelphia, and they their write-up stated that it went miles wide, and then he had receipts to back it up. That was one of my favourite tweets I've I've seen um, in a while. Not even just from Jeff, just 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 in general, that was a, a great tweet. Obviously, when you've got receipts, you know you've got to produce them. And that was an absolute chef's kiss of a moment from Jeff there. So, um, but yeah, it's things like that that just frustrate the fan base. Um, it's it's just annoying that we we can't know how people like Bournemouth are integrating into the squad. Um, you know how Jack's getting on. Uh, obviously, we have seen little snippets again. They've just been like either oh, leaked. Uh, I'm saying it as if you can see what I'm doing there, but I'm doing the little air quote things. Um, yeah. So it just it's just just frustrating, but. You know, uh, supposedly it was a 2-2 draw in the first game. Uh, goals from Carlos and Jack. Um, great, obviously, the youngsters getting on the score sheet. I'm, I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname because I haven't done... Um, normally, what I'd like to do is before an episode airs... or oh, Sorry, before an episode, I start recording episode, I will try and look at the um, on the website, on the, the revolution.net. Because, obviously, they have the way you, you can... Uh, you should be able to phonetically talk the the, the surname, and I haven't, done this, and I can't, I can't remember how to pronounce it. So I'm, not, I'm going to try. So he's just going to be called Jack for the uh, for the remainder of of this episode, at least, anyway. Uh, and there's some other ones as well. <laughs> so, but it's uh, yeah, it's just a little bit annoying. But we did obviously have, have that little snippet, which I can't believe where uh, I can't actually remember now where the snippet came from. But it was from um, I believe it was Mister L- Lemur again. I, I think. I can't remember, so apologies if I'm wrong. But it was the ball was won back by Buck in midfield, uh, passed into Esmery, and then Esmery shot the ball through to um, to Jack, and Jack uh, calmly finished it past the goalkeeper. And that was a that was one amazing to see from that really young group of talented youngsters that we've got coming through the ranks. And I really, really hope they get minutes because what well, we'll kind of discuss that in in a, in a moment. But I really hope that we that we do get an opportunity to see them as often as we can. Um. But it, it was just nice to see that they are linking up. But also kind of gave an indication because we did see Renix and Altidore on the pitch at the same time. So, so that is looking like... Uh, and reports that we've seen from uh, other sources as well across the week now that the Revs supposedly did start with a back five in that game uh, with actually Brandon By starting at centre-back, which again is another interesting one to to see. And I think Balmer did actually start at right-back and sporting at left-back in that game. But it's... Um, it's actually rocked the formation that I actually hope we see game. Well, an iteration of the, the formation that I, I hope we see game day one. And again, we will we'll discuss that in, in a short moment. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is just the, the frustration of not kind of knowing what's kind of going on. And I'm not saying that's going to be for the remainder of the preseason, but just for obviously the time being, the two games we've got one we had literally nothing. Uh, and I don't know again if that's because Inter Miami had um, things that they didn't want to divulge. But again, there's a simple fix just stick an NDA. Just to NDA. I, I've I worked for the company Game in the UK for a while, and I had to sign a lot of NDAs to where I got to play games at early at conferences and stuff like this, and maybe even got a copy of the game early. But I was not allowed to divulge or or even upload. The same in my in a current role that I've got with um with Sports Interactive. Uh, so I do some voluntary work for them. I'm, I'm, I'm the New England Revolution um, research assistant. So um. For obviously for the for the game, well, the Revolution and the Revolution Two team, I do all of the um, updates to the squads. Well, obviously there is some limitation. I don't have free reign on it, so don't you know shout at me just because isn't the best game on uh, best player in the game. You know, I've I've got to keep it within. There's, there's certain limits that I have to keep it to. I can't just make all the Revolution players the best players they are. But but yeah, there's certain NDAs that I have there. Like at the end of the day, like we sometimes get to know transfers before they go through because maybe the, their club r- researcher reaches out to me and tells me, but I, I can't go around shouting about that. It's just not allowed, you know? So there's, there's NDAs that, that that could be put in place to, to stop this kind of thing. Uh, I think that would be really nice because we'll, we'll just touch on this very briefly because it's not really something I want to go into too much detail about. And I again, I'm not really in that in that world, but but we're talking about fan interaction, and, and engaging like, you know, the revolution uh, independent media scene, as I suppose. And we're, we're all fans as well of the, the club, uh, first and foremost. But I don't, I'm not saying this is every, every other MLS team, but what I have noticed is that when you see a lot of media content out there from especially video form content, that they seem to... Again, I'm not saying this is every MLS team, and this is not me bad-mouthing Willie and his team over for the revolution, because I think that, you know, since Willie has joined, and I wasn't saying it was bad before, um, but since he has joined, I think it has been a good step forward in terms of the, the media that we do get out and the, the, the production quality. Uh, you know, I, I think Curtis has always done a, a great job in terms of the videotography and stuff he does and photography he does. But I think it has been a good step forward. But I think what the, 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 the trick they might be missing is something quite simple as well. It's just involving more fans within there, especially video-based... Um, format of, of content because getting a fan's perspective I think, you know, and it can be kind of tailored and, and maybe nudged in the right direction and stuff, you know, at the end of the day, I think that would it would one be engaged more by the other members of the fan base, because if we if we all of a sudden just woke up to a video or, you know, or uh, finished work and logged into Twitter and, and seen a video a video where Seth was being interviewed, Sam Minton, you know, Caleb, uh Calistophluclus, um Golden and if these people were literally being spoken to by Willie about you know you know what you thought so far on the transfers, uh, give me your take on you know I think just that would be huge that would be massive, um, so yeah I think that's a trick that they possibly could be missing, uh but it's uh, obviously again, it's not my place to tell the media team how to do their job I'm not a media expert, I'm sure they know what they're doing and uh, you know uh, just keep up the good work but yeah I just think it'd just be nice to, especially now we've kind of where we are and it was nice to see obviously Brian it you know, kind of reach out to to Sam. It was weird that he only reached out to one person, but it was it was still a nice gesture that the fact that hopefully, you know, that was kind of extended to the whole family of the the bent the you know, well, formal bent musket team um to kind of help assist them kind of within their ways. Um but we're gonna move obviously on. we kind of I can't really talk too much else in that's pre-season um without really talking about formations. Bruce's favourite subject. And I do kind of you know when Bruce kind of has these little Throwing his toys at the pram moment about you know they don't really play a formation. I kind of do understand in in kind of some sense what he means, because it's the kind of the I think the way if I was to ever manage a team, which you know would be absolutely amazing. And kind of as I uh, as I'm playing football manager, I, I, I you know narrate to myself a story how how I would be as a manager as well. Is the fact that yes, you do have starting positions and. And you know we are starting in a formation. You've all got some kind of something to do defensively and offensively. And obviously, when you're in transition, this is the expectations of the you know, that we want from you. But it's not really, you know, you don't really. You can see clubs that play at a really high tempo and a good level. That the that the, the formation again is only like the starting blocks. Um, there's been many of occasion when sometimes you'll literally see kind of inverted wing backs being played at the moment. So you will see a player like Trent Alexander-Arnold for a moment, I know that's a weird you know, p- player to give because he's not having the best of seasons, but you, you will see him kind of get the ball or even just an off the ball and he'll be drifting inside the pitch rather than sticking out wide and then that maybe then creates a little bit more room for um, somebody else because obviously at the end of the day if you've got an extra player pulling narrow in midfield, you're going to then give their defensive midfield or their midfield or defenders something else to think about because they've got one extra person that they weren't really expecting cropping up into that position, so then that maybe shifts their players over to then create that space on the side that where Trent normally would be for maybe someone, I don't know, like um, Curtis Jones to kind of, I don't know why I'm using Liverpool because I, I don't really watch Liverpool that much at all, um, it's a really weird, I don't know why I didn't just use Leeds as my um, or even the Revolution but yeah if you kind of understand what i mean and i get it's it's a fluid process when you're playing football it's not like you just play a 442 and the strikers have to stay as a striker they can't go past this line if you're on the left wing that's it you stay to the left wing all game it doesn't happen these days you do see wingers change change side and i wish that was a little bit more fluid with if you know with the revolution what we're doing i wish that we had if we did play for example uh, you know uh, a a three well actually i suppose in my head it would be a three four one two formation um that you did then have that kind of in that kind of midfield um well kind of attacking three realistically um if you just had some fluidity and it didn't really matter it wouldn't it didn't matter if, you know one player was on the started on the right kind of or as in the ten spot, and it just just changed between all three of them. They just kind of interchanged, and because it make it harder for the defense then if they're not really knowing who they're going to pick up. Um, and again, like why can't Brandon, Buy, and Dewan Jones just swap sides every now and again? And then you know may, maybe if um, Brandon's not having so much look down the the right hand side, just swap DeWan and Brandon over, and then have you know I mean B- Jones is a natural right footer anyway, but then have by just play, well, very similar to what Jones does anyway, because he generally cuts back or play him as an inverted uh, wing back again, just having more drifting inside. Um, there, there's ways around it, and I just w- wish we were a little bit more fluid because Bruce talks about it a lot, but you don't necessarily see it as much. Um, but yeah, the, the, the formation that we kind of, that was not leaked, I suppose, and such, but that was mentioned was the fact that we were playing that kind of, uh, I don't know if it, how it was listed, but I, I see it as a 3, <coughs> three 4 1 two formation uh, so I think it was I can't remember who was there I know Brandon By was playing at centre back I think we had Balmer and uh, and Spalding playing as our wing backs um, and I can't remember who, who was it then but I think it was uh, Altidore and um, Rennicks were playing up front which does look like we might be starting or trying at least a two man up top which does you know that's good uh, I think we've got you know two strikers that when if they Gustavo Bo definitely can, can contribute a lot going forward if he's in the right mind frame and he, and he's not He's still is at the end of the day because we're not one hundred percent sure what's happening with Gustavo bow at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, I think we've definitely we've got a lot of attacking options, haven't we? If you think about it, um, we've even got the likes of you know, players. That I, I always forget about Bobby Wood signing for us. Um, and if you think about this one, right, go back. Uh, I might be being a little bit safe here, or, or I don't know. Uh, but five seasons ago, right? And if you had a MLS starting two of Bobby Wood and Josie Altador, that would scare. A lot of defences now, so much that people don't probably don't care. But I think, as much as I kind of gave praise a little bit to to what Justin Menix did for us, you know, I think he did a a good job. I wouldn't say it was a great job, but he did a good job for us last season when we needed him at the most. Uh, but now to have um Josie, I suppose, I don't know what what you know he's going to be doing, but to have Bobby Wood potentially be that now backup striker, um, and you know, we don't know what he's going to be like. It, it, could, it could work just because he has one bad season or not so productive season at a club doesn't necessarily mean that this isn't the right level for them it just means that it might not be the right right scene for them they might not be playing the right you know to that player's strengths and so it will be interesting to see what he's like in the revolution shirt. we're not really too sure what we're going to see from Josie Altidore either um, obviously Romney coming in I think that's a great sign in especially now if we're going to be playing with three at the back because so that gives us like Farrell Kessler and potentially Romney because we don't really want to be seeing Omar doing omar things things on the pitch anytime soon really if we can help it we want to limit that as much as we can obviously we've got um you know defenders uh coming in for the, the the super draft as well um and then obviously i think that um we took pierre on from the revolution two camp if if, if i remember reading that i think i think he's come along on the training camp with the, with the first team as well so so i think well, i think we're kind of good i suppose in terms of um Transfers, I think we've had a decent transfer window. I think we've done really well with our draft picks. Um, I'm still a little bit worried at right-back because for me, Brandon Byer still has a really easy ride. Um, there's no one really pushing there. I suppose Bulma would be the only option that we've really got at the moment that could push him. But I suppose in theory, what <laughs> there's no saying that you couldn't really just... If, for whatever reason, Brandon by wasn't really... had a, you know, a really poor start, there's no saying that we couldn't just literally put... Dwan Jones over there and then just start playing Spalding at left back because um, that is an option as well so I think but you know I'd like to hit just that you know Spalding he had an okay season last season again I think he did okay I'd like to really see him kick on now and start really making John push for his place because Dwan needs to be kept hungry now he just made you know his US Men's National Team debut he, I don't want to start him getting a bit comfortable now that you know he's got the revolution spot, and he's in the national team. You know he's been spoke about. He wants to go to Europe, and you know so that might be driving him enough to kind of make sure his performances are right up there. But it would be nice to know that you know Sporting's really pushing him from that first team spot, and also then because. If Dewan does leave and goes to Europe, we need a replacement. And if Spalding is that guy, you know, I want him to make sure he's right at that level from from the off. That would be really good. But, yeah, in terms of right back, I, I just wish we had another option there to really push Brandon. Because I think, he, again, he had, he had um, a solid season in 2021. Uh, he didn't really have a terrible season last season. I don't think he just didn't kick on. And, and obviously, when you look back, really, last season was a massive underperformance. Um, and... We just don't need to really talk about that one. It was just a massive underperformance, and we yeah we just need to forget it. It was a a complete write off and an absolute mess. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that should have been ashamed for themselves for for last season's performance. But we're back for the twenty twenty three season, and we're looking forward now. We're being positive, and we're hoping the revolution get done. Because when you think about it, and this is the way I look at it, things especially when I'm. And I know I keep mentioning Football Manager, but when I am playing Football Manager, and I do understand it is just a game, but at the same time, it's not just a game. Sorry, but it's it. I I like especially I don't don't really know the team too much. I like to look at you know the team player versus player on the pitch, the eleven versus eleven that you've got out. How many of my players beat them player for player, like for like, position for position? And I think if you take your revs glasses off for just a second. And you look player for player against most teams, especially based on last season, we should have won so much more than we did last season, and that's why I'm thinking this season. And I know some teams have gone big, and you know they're being linked with big players like Abamyang, great. And and but we know for a fact if, for example, Abamyang was remotely interested in coming to the MLS, and LAFC put a bid in for him, uh, Lante United put a bid in for him, Inter put a bid in for him. And the revolution and they all got accepted and we could all only there was a maximum salary cap for dp players and that was all he could pay and all four of us could put in the same amount of money the same exact contract it was all the same he still is very you know i reckon we're still going to be bottom of that list for him to choose to come to the revolution um and and, and again I've, there's there's a things that do hold us back like that the fact that we aren't seen as a desirable location because this is, we're not the glitz and glamour of, of, of Miami. We're not, you know, we're not LA. Um, we're New England. Again, it has a draw for a lot of the players as well. But I think, you know, I don't think that changes until, one, the craft group sellers up and, 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 and some of the ownership that actually is passionate about driving the club comes in and actually remembers that they've got a club. And I know that they pumped quite a bit of money into that new training facility. And that was good. That was a good step forward in the right direction. But then it's now where's the follow-up? It's almost like they just do, every now and again, there's like a little token, like, oh, maybe we should do something with the revolution this season. It's like every five years or something, The thing, right, now we're going to pump a little bit of our money into the revolution. <laughs> Where at the moment, when you think about it, the Patriots are sucking ass, we have got to be honest here. And so why not just think, okay, let's just turn our attention and see what we can do. Can we get be, become a dominant MLS force? And they should have done that because we had such a, Good season with not a lot of resources given to us in theory. You know, I suppose they did give it resources to us, but in terms of what other clubs are doing and what the clubs are a bit able to the players they're able to draw in off the back of that 2021 season, they should have just thrown said to Bruce, What well, okay, what do we need to now improve on this? And I get it's not, not going to turn a stadium up like that. And I get a stadium doesn't just improve the whole thing, but it just shows people that and players that were actually were, were re, they really want to this to, to to improve and, and go forward and it was just a massive letdown um that we just didn't really see anything from them um, we we're almost like an afterthought uh, so yeah so i think until the crafts really started i don't really see that happening um has been able to kind of attract that you know, big, big player. And it's not saying that we need to attract big, big players because Carlos isn't a big player. And look at what he's done in the MLS. He's actually to win up. I think we've got a decent scouting network out there, but I just wish that we kind of were given, even like when you took ter- terms of, I was mentioning earlier about the media team, it just seems that we always work on a bottom budget for everything. That we're really at the low at the bottom of just the, not the cheapest optional ways, but it's like we're always kind of scrapping around and, Fighting for money, it seems, and it's and attention. It's just a little bit annoying at times, and I just it'd be nice to see, as especially off what we did, we had such a good season, and then to just not grow and progress on that. And I'm I'm hoping this season we can push on again, and we can, you know, I'm as I said that when you go player by player, squad by squad, if you take even if you take your revs glasses off, you have got to say that we should with what we've got, we should be competitive and we should easily breeze into the playoffs this season without a doubt you, sh- you shouldn't even be contemplating anything other than that if anything again we should be thinking another supporters shield um, it's got it's, I think you know, I think I think that the minimum for us now should be you've got to be thinking like top even top fives I think is a bit safe for me I think we've got to be in the top four of the league we've got to be in the top four of the of the, uh, of, the of the conference um but yeah, it's uh things just frustrate me sometimes and it's um I just hope sometime in you know, my time when I'm following the revs that something changes. Um and again I don't and then this is the thing though, I know a lot of people throw sometimes a lot of shade at, at Brian Below and it's but you've got to understand that he still has somebody turns it to. And it but again again at the same time he's his job also to push. And push and push for the ownership group. And we're not privy to that information. We don't know how much Brian's constant. He could be going to the ownership daily and, and pushing for stuff. We, d- we don't see that. And nor should we, to be fair. I suppose that should be something that probably should be kept private. But every now and again, it would just be nice to have some transparency from the, the club um, just on what we're, we're looking to do. And again, I, I know it's, you don't want to, you know see the back office versus the ownership group you don't want to see any nasty arguments between them two and you don't want to you know them go throw, throwing people under the bus but at the same time people got to be accountable for their actions they're they're, they're they're being paid money to do a job and you know as stakeholders within that club because you know we buy merchandise we go to get well obviously i don't go to games although august 27th that looks like could be the day um it's imagine if it gets postponed or something (laughs) that'd be crazy imagine if i'm literally in america coming out to see a revolution game and the game gets postponed or pushed back that'd be actually just so i don't even know i don't want to think about it um but yeah, it's. It, I don't know. It's just some level of transparency sometimes would would be nice. And I'm not saying that to be everything, but just just throw us a bone every now and again as a as a group. And don't throw us a bone of a stadiums coming soon unless the stadium we've literally purchased the land and it's going through because we we can't we can't go through that again. We've been going through it for years. Um, but I'm probably going to start wrapping the episode up now. But I I kind of want a few things from from you guys as well in terms of see letting me know so obviously if you don't already follow me over on social media um it's a bit weird how i don't know how you've stumbled across this podcast um but i just i run a social media account called any revs uk over on twitter i do have an instagram account as well i don't really use instagram i don't really use any other social media other than twitter and it's weird when i when you kind of mention that to people because a lot of people see a lot of negativity in twitter and i'm like yeah there is negativity on all social media but it's only there if you look for it like just don't look for it. Like don't, you know, block the things, mute words. You, you, don't, you don't I don't see much negativity other than on the hashtag sometimes of any revs UK. Uh, sorry, of any revs, because that's predominantly all the stuff that I follow. And then if I do start getting that, I either mute the person, block the person, or mute the w- words that I don't want to see because it's only as negative as you want it to be. And then if you start looking for it, you're gonna find it on any social media platform. And for me, Twitter and the hashtag in general, I've mentioned this numerous times of how amazingly welcoming this community has been to me. And I'm, I'm so thankful. And the opportunities it's opened to me, obviously, the revolution sent me a lovely care package not too long ago. I'm literally being flown out by the president of the club to come and attend a game. Like, how in, actually insane is that? And it's these little things that, obviously, it's while well, it's nice that. Obviously, it's happening to me because I'm me, but at the same time, like, I would like to see more done for others because, yes, it's nice that I come from the UK and I support the team in America and I've created some content for them. And I've created num- numerous YouTube um, series about noon revolution on, on Football Manager and stuff, but there are a lot a lot more dedicated fans than me that deserve some appreciation sometimes. And it's not always got to be like a free shirt or, you know, it's sometimes something a little bit more personalised, like just even a letter of thanks or a gift every now and again, a free merchandise ticket to the pro shop or whatever, just something, a free game every now and again, just one free game, Um, just as a thank you for being a season ticket member for X amount of years or whatever it is, because... While it's nice and I get obviously from a media aspect to be kind of, you know, the media stories a little bit, adds a little bit more that it's a, an, an international fan or whatever, I get it and obviously it's me, so obviously I like that. But but at the same time, you've got to remember them diehard fans that have been there before me and probably will be there, well, I wouldn't say after me because this, this fan isn't going anywhere, like we've just had a terrible season, I'm still here. I'm still producing content. You're not getting rid of me, guys. As much as that might annoy some people, I ain't going anywhere. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I've got this podcast has been all over the place. But it's it's how it is with this podcast. You shouldn't if you want if you want a high quality podcast, you go to the Revolution Recap. That's that's they do things properly over there. They have a sponsorship, they have segments and everything. And I I kind of thought about doing that before, where I'd actually. Sit down and almost script, not it, but loosely script a podcast. And then I'd have, I had that, uh, where's that Revy Man section? And it, well, while I enjoyed doing that, um, it didn't really go down that, that well with anyone else. I think I only had like two people get it once. Um, uh, but I just like talking revolution uh, and I don't write anything down at all, ever, literally never. I. I every now and again, I I'll, I'll write five bullet points down of things just to remind me that I want to talk about. But then I go off on tangents and it, um, it is this mess that you're listening to right now. Um, and I literally, I've completely lost my train of thought of what even my point was that we started this whole thing. Uh, I believe it was Formation Talk, if I'm being honest. Um, I know, it was kind of what I wanted from you. I was wrapping up the episode, that was it. I remember, kind of loose-ish, but we were where we were now. But yeah, so what, what I want from you guys is... I was talking about social media, wasn't I? So go and follow me over on Twitter if you haven't already. I don't know how you found the podcast, as I said, if you haven't, at anyrevsuk. And let me know, not your starting 11 and formation, but what you actually think. Game day one, Cincinnati, what do you think? Bruce is going to name the squad. You don't have to name all 11 players, but your surprise inclusions in the 11. Don't say Omar because he just can't. You can say Omar if you want to. <laughs> it's gonna be so awkward when I come to meet the guy. Um name name some surprise inclusions in your eleven, what you think, you know. You can name your eleven if you want, but then also form you know what formation you reckon they're at. And this is like don't not what you want to see, this is what you think Bruce will name. You can also let me know what you what you want it to be. That can be a separate tweet as well. But I want to know what you think game day one, what revolution are going to rock out against Cincinnati, and I will kind of leave you with one, one final <laughs> nugget here as well. Jesse March to the Revolution. Anyone? Bruce upstairs, sporting director. Jesse March. No, okay. We'll leave it as it is. Anyway guys, thank you so much for your support. I'm looking forward to meeting as many as you as I can in August. As I said, once it has all been completely finalised, um, and again, it's, it's literally all in my hands at the moment as well. It is completely, the ball is in my court with everything that's outstanding and the Revolution have been absolutely amazing, uh, kind of uh, assisting me. It's literally just now waiting for me to confirm um, and then taking the next, step, next steps forward, but obviously... It's not an easy thing for me. As I said, I'm going to be coming out with my family. Uh, So please be respectful of that as well, that I am also coming on a family holiday at the same time. I will try and meet as many of you as I can, but I will be with my wife and children. Uh, There may be an opportunity, hopefully at some point, where um, we also want to attend the Red Sox games as well. So if Willie could possibly hook me up with... uh, I'm not saying free tickets, free tickets would be absolutely awesome, but at least, you know, a little discount maybe if you've got a contact over there, that would be absolutely awesome. Um, Because we want to see a Red Sox game while we're out there, because I believe they're playing um, the Astros, I think, at some point, or they are playing them while we're there. So that would be great to go and see uh, a game over at um, the Red Sox. But... um, yeah, I, I might do a thing where maybe I will, uh, if, if they want to go and do something, maybe that I, I can come and spend a little bit of time with you guys just 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 by myself. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, we also are visiting, the, we're, we're visiting New England as a whole. We're going to visit, um, hopefully go out to Maine and meet Chris for Lucas uh, and his lovely family as well, spend some time with them. Um, maybe have a little barbecue cookout that'd be great um but yeah there's so there's going to be opportunities maybe to meet me in another state but again please be respectful that i am going to be there with my family uh, my wife and kids um uh but yeah I, as i said i will try and maybe free up some time maybe in the tailgate i'm not too sure or something maybe even after the game uh, or maybe possibly even the next day uh meet up maybe uh, in, in one of the local but I don't know, I don't know the area at all, um, but yeah, but we'll figure something out as soon as it's all get uh, confirmed, but I just want to let you guys know that it's it's nothing that the Revolution are doing, they're not stalling, they've been more than helpful, um, it is literally with me now, and just confirming, obviously, timing off from work, um, obviously, there's visas and stuff, and all that kind of, you know, stuff that we've got to kind of get sorted, and also the fact that it's not going to be a cheap trip, so um, I want to take the opportunity to, obviously, bring my family out with me while the revolution are obviously uh, helping assisting me with with covering some of my costs there but it's still not going to be an overly cheap trip um the cost of living at the moment in the uk is, is ridiculous like we've just had a ridiculously massive electricity and gas bill come through which is so yeah it's, it's it's like there's it's just funding it really which is going to be devastating if i can't do it because i don't want to let this opportunity go uh, but at the same time i, I also just, i can't be selfish and just bring just myself out although my wife said it's fine um i just think it's such a selfish thing for me to do for an opportunity where to take be able to take my family abroad to america um which they are all really excited about um and then to waste that opportunity um because i don't think it's going to happen again anytime soon even being honest, it's not we're not in a position financially where that where we could do. This is probably one of the only opportunities where everyone would get to do it. where We're having some of the money helped paid for, but um, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll think. There's got to be ways around it. Um, we we're, we're trying to save as as much as we can, but it's it's, it's too. I don't know. Oh, there's worse things happening out there. Trust me, I, I, I get that. There's obviously that horrific earthquake that's happened obviously just recently in in uh, in, in Turkey. So <laughs> me, me having me not being able to afford to go to a, a trip to America, <laughs> boo-hoo me, hey. Uh, third world problems. Um but anyway, yeah, so um you know just I just wanted to be really open and honest with you guys that um it's the ball is in my court, the revolution are, are more than happy to, to and they've been more than I can't thank them enough with how good they've been. Um Tyler over you know he's been he's been really helpful and Brian, um just it's it, it's just um it's just the money, basically. Um, but what a horrible note to end the podcast tonight, I guys. So, yeah, please, uh, if you don't already uh, say follow me over on social media, please uh, follow me at university over on Twitter and interact with me as much as you want. Um, I have been a little bit quieter than usual, but uh, we've got to be back on it now. And, uh, yeah, if you've got any questions that you want me to answer in the next episode, I'm not, I am I can't give you dates and stuff because it's really hard for me to get time to, to to record and then, I say, edit loosely. It's a loose word around these parts. Uh, unless it's to do with a video, I absolutely love editing videos together. Um, then, uh, yeah, it's just getting the time for me. Um, but uh, yeah, get your questions in, obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll save them all down and I'll be sure to answer, answer answer as many of them as I can in the next episode. If there's anything you want, any subjects you want me to talk about, I mean, it doesn't always have to be revolution based. I am obviously staying up this Saturday to watch the Super Bowl. Um, and my, my wife's what's let, let i'm I, I am going to finish this episode I, i'll do you promise so my wife it was weird so my wife is I'm a league united fan um my wife is also a league united fan although we live in birmingham and it would be natural that our local team would be um either aston villa or birmingham city uh, but we're both Leeds united fans and we're both Leeds united fans before we met each other that that's weird in itself she's kind of been forced to obviously support the New England revolution because because well, yeah, of the fact that obviously I follow them and talk about them non-stop but in terms of American football obviously I start I support basically all Boston based teams so Celtics Bruins um Red Sox Patriots Revolution um Cannons Free Jacks if, if any basically new New England based team is the team that I generally preferably chose uh, as my as my club, there was and please do not kill me a brief time, before, when, I kind of started favouring with the Green Bay Packers for a very short period, but I soon found my senses and went and chose Patriots, um, and purely if I'm being honest, it was just the the, the jersey, <laughs> if if I'm being honest at the time. You know when you don't really know much about teams and stuff, and you're trying to look and you're just looking. Oh, that's a nice jersey. I'll I'll follow them. Um, that's pretty much what it happened. But luckily, I came to my senses and and now go, Pat's go. No more cheesehead here. But the yeah, but my wife, she she she's chose to support the Kansas City Chiefs. And to be fair, I am probably going to be supporting the Kansas City Chief because I just I can't bring myself to support a team from Philadelphia. Like, Eagles are going to get shot down, Mahomes is going to shoot the Eagles down, and it's going to be the end of that. Like, that's as simple as that. Um, and, yeah, but so she's a um, a Chiefs fan. Yeah, so she's going to be rocking her, uh, I've just bought her a new Chiefs jersey for the, the game. I'm going to be rocking Patriots my kids. They love the Super Bowl, but they don't really care who plays it. They just love the whole spectacle of it. Um, so they've just got generic NFL t-shirts because um, they didn't really pick a side, um, if I'm being honest. Um, they just love the, uh, the the watching of the game, the spectacle. They love the halftime show as well, and they love the staying up and eating lots of snacks. I think that's the, the main thing they like. Um, so yeah, so as I say, if we can make it kind of mostly revolution-based questions, but if you've got questions about anything else as well, please don't hesitate to, to get in contact with me if you want to know things about England, food, drinks, the weather, um, you know, uh, other sports as well. I can I can try and talk about other sports. You know, as I say, I kind of I follow American football the most, I suppose. I watch a little bit of the Bruins where I can. I don't really watch much basketball, although I used to, but I haven't watched it really for probably about a good five years now. Uh, I couldn't even tell you who was on the Celtics. Um, if anything, I probably watch more of the main Celtics than I do of the Boston Celtics. Uh, I've never really watched baseball. That's why I really want to attend the game. Uh, but yeah, but you can ask questions and I can see you and answer them. Um, but uh, that is the end of today's episode. That was possibly the longest outro I think there has ever been to uh, on a podcast. Um, if you have enjoyed it, then please show your support by... I don't even know how it works in podcasts. Upvoting, liking, I don't know what it is. I don't know where you're listening. I don't even know where this pod... All I do is I upload it to Podbean and I think it just stays on Podbean. I did try and link it to other things, but if I'm being honest, I don't really know what I'm doing anymore. I just like talking revolution. But if you have enjoyed it, share it around, like it, follow us, I don't know. Do what you need to do. You guys know what you're doing. And uh, I will catch you guys in the next one. I just can't promise when that next one will be. But anyway, stay safe and I'll catch you guys very, very soon.